Bees and Honey Podcast, Episode 1. Hi, I'm Nicolette Ramirez, your host of the Bees and Honey Podcast, where we discuss everything about art, or almost everything. Each week, I'll air a new episode featuring all the wonderful people I've met in the art world over the years, and some new folk too, to discuss their special point of views on art and what's happening in the art world now and what happened in the past too. The first month I've dedicated to art and technology and I've invited Georg Back, who's an independent curator, private dealer and head of global sales at 4Art Technologies, which is a startup out of Crypto Valley in Zug, Switzerland. He'll discuss the history of tech in art and also his work in the art field. The next week, I'll follow up with a discussion with artist and professor at NYU, Carla Gannis, who transitioned from using paint to technology as her dominant medium of creation. I'll wrap up the first month of the podcast with an interview with art collector Alain Servet, whose collection has a deep focus on contemporary art and on art that involves technology. Each month we will cover another topic in the ever-expanding field of art, meeting with artists, curators, academics, gallerists, auctioneers, collectors, and everyone that contributes to the fascinating global art world. How am I qualified to speak about these subjects, you might wonder? Where am I getting my information and knowledge from? Well, visual art and podcasts seem at odds with each other because visual art is well visual. And my story uh, is somewhat at odds as well. It begins a few years after the turn of the century when I graduated from NYU after concentrating on creative writing and art history. NYU was a turning point for me in terms of what I thought I would do with my life. Up till then, I thought of myself exclusively as a writer. Art history classes in New York and study abroad programs set me on a slightly different trajectory one that I still follow today, combining my love of art with writing and travel. I've noticed over the years that many art dealers, including Sarah Kay, who I interview for the second month of the podcast, Leo Castelli and Larry Gagosian, all famous art dealers, they had backgrounds in literature. Around the time my interest veered from literature more into the visual arts, I met an art dealer who had made a very successful business in the resale aspect of art. Up till then, I hadn't thought of art as a means to make money, at least not the massive amounts of wealth that we were beginning to see in the early 2000s. Finally, I started thinking of art not only as a means for erudition, but also for wealth building. I used to joke that in my next life, I would do things that I hadn't done uh, in this life. I would do things differently. For example, I would study finance before I studied art. And one day I woke up and I realized, wait a minute, what am I waiting for? This is my new life. And every day is a new day for art and for finance education. Before the birth of my son, Theodore, you could find me at any location where I felt art was happening. Paris for an art opening at a gallery of a friend, Trinidad and Tobago where I was born, uh, curating an exhibition of international artists, Bali reveling in the culture of music, dance, painting and spirituality, 
LA for a museum gala benefit party, Basel, Switzerland for an art fair. I still love finding art everywhere I go, or as I often answer when people ask me how I find artists, they find me. Things are a little slower these days, but over the years I gathered a great number of friends and stories in the art world, and also a few people I would gladly never meet again. Art tends to bring out the best and worst in people. Besides working with artists one-on-one to organize exhibitions, I've written about art and created events around themes for people to enjoy art. Sometimes these events were in the form of a party, other times they were performances. All of these things I did under the umbrella of a company I named Bees and Honey, because in Western art history, the bee is a symbol of royalty and the queen bee is the head of the hive that works together as one. There are many other influences that contributed to the name, for example, the Fibonacci sequence and the golden ratio, evident in all forms of universal and organic objects and also in great art, and also as exhibited in the hexagonal shape of the beehive and the infinite potential for growth of the seed of life into the flower of life and the tree of life. And of course, the plight of the bees was on my mind when I made up the new name of the company. Originally, I called my company Sexy Girls Productions because I wanted to highlight the role of women in the arts and also the divine feminine, which is a different energy than the male energy that has dominated the last 2,000 years of history, which has brought great advancements but also destruction to the earth as well. Same can be said for the art world where male art has dominated and also the capitalist market-driven art, which is the antithesis of art itself at times. Having said this, conversely, I've recently focused less on emerging artists and more on secondary market sales, partly because I'm getting older and the artists around me are no longer emerging, and partly because of my own growing knowledge of the art market and my growing confidence in dealing with high-ticket items. I'll discuss the topic of navigating the thorny legal issues that are the secondary art market minefield in a later episode. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Bees and Honey, Bees uh, spelled B-E-E-Z as in zebra, and Honey. And I may go back to using my Bees and Honey blog and Twitter account now that I have this uh, podcast started. I dropped Twitter because it's a platform that never felt quite right for me. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to sharing more of everything about art with you in the coming weeks and months. Have a great day.